0: Welcome to Rest-Based Weight Loss, the podcast series that gives you the tools you need to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. After struggling with my weight for years, I eventually came to learn that weight issues are not diet and exercise issues. Weight issues are stress issues. Today, I am a certified nutrition consultant, stress management coach, and lifestyle coach on a mission to teaching women how to transform their mind, their body, and their health from the inside out. Now, let's jump into today's episode. A few weeks ago, I had my uh, health and wellness conference, the Reclaiming My Life health and wellness conference, and it was absolutely amazing. (laughs) It was everything that I, it was everything that I, Hoped and wanted it to be, and and you know I have to tell you that if I had have known going into it, you know everything that it was going to take to actually put this conference together, I would have, I would not have gone through with it. It was especially just the last couple of weeks leading up to the conference. It was extremely stressful. Only in that everything was coming together exactly in the way that I wanted, except I really wanted more people to be there. I was really hoping, hoping and expecting more people to come and attend. But when the actual time of the conference came around and I, I was there, I was meeting you know women that I've been supporting in their weight loss for the past year, just virtually. So meeting them uh, in person for the first time meeting my health and fitness hero, Dr. J. Tita, in person, uh, hanging out with him for that whole entire weekend, uh, hearing and seeing the stories of of the different workshops that we had that were so impactful. Uh, And I think the most beautiful part was that everyone that attended, they really came together and they formed bonds with each other. So that people that you know only knew each other maybe from online support groups or maybe didn't know each other very well at all, everybody walked away with like this sense of community and sisterhood. And that was so beautiful for me to witness, to be a part of, and to hear these women that I've been supporting, to hear Dr. J. Tita to receive all of these, all of this affirmation from these people, um, just about the impact, you know, that my passion for their health and wellness has had on them. It was, I was, I was just full. I was full. (laughs) I was full. I, it took me a whole week, I think, after the conference to recover, but I want to bring you three things, three themes that, I, that I presented in this conference, three, three, three themes, three steps to reclaim your life. And these themes kind of make up, you know, they're a summary of the different workshops that we had in the conference and what specifically we all learned that we are walking away with now, like, okay, I got it. I understand. I, you know, I understand what I have to do to, um, not just lose weight, but also to improve my health. Um, I know what I have to do, uh, in terms of physical activity and exercise. And then I also know what I have to do in terms of changing, you know, my mindset, changing some of the, um, the sabotaging, uh, the self-sabotaging, like memories and beliefs, uh, belief systems and identities that I have about myself that are having a direct impact with my ability to be consistent. So I, I want to give you just those three things, and I, I'm going to call them three steps to reclaiming your life, um, because we—that's what we discussed during the conference—and they were so powerful. I want to share them with you. But in case this is your first time listening. Uh, my name is Lene Urban. I'm a nutrition and lifestyle coach. I'd like to say hello and welcome to um everyone that's listening for the first time. Um to those that have just started listening recently. Um, hello and welcome. <laughs> I think you're going to find uh I think you're gonna find that, you know, the sort of the format of this podcast series is gonna change a little bit and that I want to Start bringing you uh, new episodes, you know, new episodes every day again. But uh, none of us have time to. <laughs> none of us have time to, you know, to spend twenty, twenty-five, thirty minutes every single day uh, listening. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be bringing you guys um, brief, you know, kind of motivational mini series episodes and one full length episode every week, and we'll try that out. We'll see how that works. Um, but in today 's full full length episode, I want to share three steps to reclaiming your life. The first step um is in regards to exercise. Now, I was just having a conversation a phone conversation with someone who actually just found this podcast a couple days ago, and uh, she set up a one on one call with me and uh she she said some really amazing and and motivational and inspiring things. Just about how uh, some of my episodes have impacted at least the way that she thinks about certain things. And, you know, she was explaining to me uh, just about exercise, you know, how, um, exercise and working out with a trainer and how uh, it's just painful. Right now, I'm working with my weight loss group. One of the questions that I asked them was, What did you learn about health and fitness growing up as a child? And who did you learn it from? and uh one person answered that they didn't really learn about fitness as a child, but uh, their family would take uh bike rides, you know they would go on family bike rides, but she didn't enjoy them they always felt like a chore it didn't feel like you know something that was beneficial for the body so I mentioned that just with this caveat of a lot of people, women, especially we have a lot of different. Thoughts about exercise. There are some of us that you know don't like to exercise at all. Um, there are some of us that only like to do certain types of exercises and not others. Um, there are some of us that were taught to do specific types of exercise, you know, in order to lose weight. So we don't believe that there are any other alternative options or choices for exercise. So when we think to ourselves, okay, I have to get back to the gym. We have this, this, uh, preconceived notion that getting back to the gym means I have to do these certain, you know, types of workouts and exercises when I go to the gym, because that's how I was taught to lose weight. Um, and then there are some of us that, that love that really do enjoy exercise when we're when we when we do it, right, so when we get up and go to the gym or when we get up and go out for that walk or that run we f- we always feel good afterwards, so exercise has be- you know we see the benefit, um, but our problem is the motivation right to get up and get going in the first place, um, and then there are some of us that you there are no questions asked you don 't have to tell me twice, you know, like you, at any time that you have the opportunity, you have your workout scheduled. Um, As a matter of fact, maybe exercise for you is like the highlight of your day. That's your me time. That's your stress relief time. And you love it so much. So I know that we're all coming from different places when it comes to exercise. So I just want to say, I just want to say before, like you put any, um, any earmuffs to filter what I'm about to say, uh, I want to acknowledge that I realize that we're not all coming from the same place with exercise, but in regards to using exercise to reclaim your life, I want to tell you that exercise is a requirement. Exercise is not optional you must, if you're trying to make any sort of transformation or change, um, to your body, to your health, and also to your stress levels, to your mind. Um, if you're, if you want to live a long, a long life full of vitality and health, um, if you want to, I mean, as you, as you age, your body without exercise is, it's just, it's, it's deteriorating and it's falling apart. Your bones and your muscles are deteriorating. Um, and so if you, you just like, you don't want to end up in a wheelchair or you don't want to end up tripping and falling and, and breaking something as you age um, to maintain just, just to maintain strength enough to stand up and sit down. Do you know what I mean? Exercise is a requirement. So, but here's what I'll say about it. Um, whatever you are thinking in your head of when I just said that that term exercise is a requirement, whatever you're thinking in your head, um, is is considered exercise. It's probably not. Like there are there are a lot of different alternatives to what you believe, like whatever popped in your head when I said exercise is a requirement. And the first thing that flashed in your mind was, oh gosh, I have to do this, you know, the run and treadmill and stepper and, um, elliptical. No, you know, uh, no. Um, that's not what I'm, that's not what I mean. (laughs) That's not what I'm referring to as exercise. Um, and uh, I think I've spoken about in previous episodes like different types of exercises or in future episodes I'll go more into um, some alternatives that you that you can do. But I have to add the disclaimer when I say that exercise is a requirement to reclaim your life. I have to add this disclaimer because this is something that we learned in my conference that exercise with proper form. So there's a difference between um you know, self-taught exercise, like you look up something on YouTube or you google something and then you go into the gym and you just start doing it or you buy um, you know, at-home workout videos and you just kind of follow along with the trainers. There's a difference between that type of exercise and then being taught how to do these movements with proper form. So, one of the things that we learned at the conference by uh wade merrill of precision training uh he taught us and we were all blown away because we're all self-taught exercisers we're all self-taught weightlifters right um but one of the things that blew all of us away was how he just basically kind of walked us through um, the proper way to do very basic movements that we do all the time (laughs) like squats and push-ups, if we're not doing squats and push-ups properly with proper form, then they're just not going to have the impact on our bodies and they're not going to have the impact on transformation that we are expecting them to have. So if we're doing squats improperly, I mean, not only are we increasing our risk for long-term aggravation of our joints and injury, but we're not really building the type of strength that we should be building doing squats. We're not um activating and stimulating the specific types of muscles that squats are supposed to activate and stimulate. We're not allowing or we're not you know creating um the opportunity for our glutes and our leg muscles to transform in the way that they should be transforming when you're doing squats with proper form. And then here's the other thing. And this is, we learned this and it blew us away as well, is if you're not doing exercises with proper form, then your strength is going to stall. You're going to hit a plateau with how much, you know, how strong you get. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because as soon as your strength hits a plateau, then the transformation in your body, the fat burning, so your body's ability to burn fat, to continue burning more fat, and to continue shaping muscle, that hits a plateau too. And your weight hits a plateau. And then your whole entire body transformation hits a plateau. And for any of you that have been on any sort of you know, weight loss journeys in the past, and you've experienced that plateau and some of you may ke- you may keep coming back to that plateau over and over again you know how frustrating that is and then emotionally and mentally you know how discouraging that is and for some of you that leads you to just start you know kind of tiptoeing backwards a little bit in your diet and your exercise because of that frustrating plateau so what i'm saying is exercise with improper form will lead to a plateau that will eventually impact um, your weight and your, and your ability to continue moving forward toward your ultimate weight loss goals. I hope that makes sense. So that that's the first step to reclaiming your life is you have to exercise, but you must exercise with proper form. You have to exercise with proper form. Okay. So that's number one. Um, number two, nutrition, um, uh, just phenomenal. We had, uh, Sandy Swanson. She is an autoimmune nutrition coach, and she talked about uh, autoimmune illness and gut health, and her the, the title of her talk was Five Things I Wish I Knew, um, or Five Things I Wish Someone Had Told Me When I Was Diagnosed With an Autoimmune Disease. So she was diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease seven years ago, and Hashimoto's is a thyroid disorder. Um, and so she was talking about, you know, five things that she wished that someone had told her and she was giving us, you know, some tips and, and some advice and also just some science behind the reason why, um, the reason why people experience, you know, kind of inflammation and, and pain in the joints due specifically just to the types of foods that they eat. So that was really enlightening. And then Dr. J Tita, he came up and he talked about, he talked about like what I like to call the big rocks of nutrition when it comes to weight loss. So he really like, (laughs) he really kind of laid it into us of, you know, our obsession with, you know, um, eating anti-inflammatory diets, um, eating, uh, you know, antioxidant rich foods, um, you know, doing these cleanses or avoiding like I don't know, BPA, (laughs) like avoiding uh, MSG and, and, you know, and uh, GMO, like, you know, all of these different kind of health, these things going around in the health sphere that are really scary. And, you know, oh, don't eat that, that has MSG in it, or, you know, just all these different things. But he was like, but here's the, the thing is, if you are overweight, your body is in an inflammatory state period. Um, He said, and another thing that he said is, you know, we're worried about toxins and pesticides and all of these things. And he was like, but one of the most toxic things that we can put in our bodies is alcohol. And he wasn't saying that, you know, he wasn't saying that to, in, in a mean way or to disparage or judge anyone who drinks alcohol, but he was saying that like, you know, our priorities are mixed up. And he was talking about uh, the, what we really should be, what our main focus should be when it comes to nutrition. And that main focus uh, should be really eating foods that have a bigger, a more positive impact on, yes, our, our weight So foods that will uh, put us in a state where we are losing weight, where we're losing inches, um, but also foods that are going to satisfy us, satiate us over the long term and uh, prompt and promote us to make good food choices in our next meal or the meal after that. And this is one of the things that I learned from him very early on. When I first started following him five years ago, is that the foods that you eat for breakfast have an impact on your decision making for what you choose to eat for lunch. And what he was saying is if you choose to eat like a vegetarian, you know, egg like a vegetarian egg white omelet for breakfast, yes, that's healthy and if you you know choose to eat like a salad with you know chicken and you know vegetables and water for lunch yeah that's healthy but if you get to dinner and you're and you have a whole entire thing of pizza by yourself or you you're grabbing uh cheeseburgers and and fries and chocolate shakes then that omelet that you had for breakfast and that salad that you had for lunch that was not that wasn't that wasn't healthy that wasn't Eating for weight loss, because those foods obviously didn 't satisfy you enough where you made a better choice for dinner. Does that make sense and he articulated it in such a a beautiful way, a lot better than I can right now. but step two for reclaiming your life when it comes to nutrition is to do something that I mentioned in an old episode, which is not to put yourself on a diet or not to um look at different foods as, oh, this is, this is a bad food. Like this food is bad. Uh, this food is unhealthy or this is really healthy. These foods are really healthy. These foods are good. Not to look at food from that perspective, but to look at food as what is going to meet my needs for hunger. So when I eat this, will it satisfy my hunger? Will it satisfy my cravings? And will it, um, will it satisfy my energy levels? So if I get to the end of the day and I'm still hungry or I'm craving, you know, ice cream and chocolate cake or my energy is drained or after every time I eat, my energy is spent, then that food, whatever meal that you just had, whether it's considered healthy or not, it's not good for you and it's not sustainable. So that's step two of, you know, reclaiming your life when it comes to food is the food that you eat It's supposed to give you energy and it's supposed to satisfy your hunger. And at the end of that meal, you're not supposed to be craving anything. And so instead of searching for like different diets or looking up, you know, different foods and and good foods and bad foods and what to avoid and gluten this and GMO that, like start manipulating your meals to make sure that at the end of every meal you feel like your hunger is good, your energy is good, and you don't have any cravings. Okay? And then step three is it's about it's actually related to the talk that I gave at the end of the conference at the you know, the very last day, the very last workshop. Um, I talked about resting your way to weight loss and what it means to set yourself up f- to live a life of rest where you can have a lifestyle where your your stress does not have an impact on your weight loss goals. And what I talked about was the fact that our stress our stress systems were developed as children. So between the ages of like, you know, 6 years old and you know, 17 and 18 years old, whatever trauma we experienced in between those years, emotional trauma, um, or whatever, whatever we experienced that just had a significant impact on our emotions. So it could even be like really happy and thrilling emotions. Do you know what I mean? That all of that went into developing how we respond and react to stress today as adults. And so what I was you know what I was saying in my talk was that we have to we have to dig into the root of how we react and respond to stress. And I talked about something called the Freedom Formula, which I'm going to share more. I did a Facebook live about this, and I'm going to uh, share it on this podcast series. But I talked about this kind of seven step system that walks us through figuring out the foundation of our stress systems, and then uh, undoing how we naturally respond to stress in regards to food, uh, in regards to self-sabotaging behaviors, and create a new way of reacting and responding. So just a a brief example. Um, I know, you know, I've had conversations with people who at a very early age, probably at the age of like six or seven, uh, maybe eight or, you know, six, seven, eight or nine years old, began to self medicate with food. So they would sneak off and, you know, they would eat by themselves when they were feeling maybe left out, when uh, if they were made fun of because of their weight, um, if they felt like neglected by their parents, um, if they felt rejected, you know, by their peers. If they didn't feel smart enough, if they didn't feel like they fit in, if they were made fun of, if they were bullied. Um, I've spoken to people who at a very young age found solace in food. So now as adults, whenever they experience a situation that triggers any of those feelings that they felt as a child, uh, if they experience and they're triggered and they feel rejected, uh, if they feel bullied, if they feel like they're not heard if they feel neglected you know in any situation that they experience all of a sudden they get a craving for foods or snacks that they used to eat as a kid and so step 3 of reclaiming your life is to figure out you know the habits that you have right now whether it's with food alcohol um whatever it is that pattern of behavior and those habits were developed and formed in your childhood years, in your younger years. And the key is to figure out when they were formed. The key is to figure out when those habits were formed, how they were formed, why they were formed, and make the connection in those triggers and how the different emotions that you experience as an adult now, how they trigger your running to those coping mechanisms that you developed as a child. It's all just really fascinating, fascinating and interesting. And I'm actually walking my weight loss group through that process right now. We just started last week and kind of going step by step through that process. So if you want to, if you want to join us, um, you know, all of these, all three steps, all three themes are, uh, themes that we, that we are covering that we're going through, uh, in my total body transformation group. And it's, especially the mindset part, it's really going to be impactful in terms of uh, allowing us to remain consistent with the way that we are supposed to eat and the exercises that we are committed to doing. Um, But it's also going to stop us from sabotaging ourselves every time we're triggered by an emotional or stressful event, okay? Okay. So (laughs) definitely check out the link in the description of this episode and of this podcast series if you want to learn more information. Okay, that's all I have. Um, I'm your host, Lene Urban. This has been another episode of the Rest-Based Weight Loss podcast series, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Hey there, I am looking for a group of 30 women who are willing to take on the rest-based weight loss challenge. If you have 25, 50, 75 pounds to lose and you don't want to lose it with hard exercise and extreme dieting, then go to operationfixmylife.com coaching and sign up for the rest-based weight loss challenge today.